Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. And I can say this this time, live on location, the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the Blue Testament. My name is Cody Bradley, Thad Bell, Robert Russert, David Greenwald, and Chad Smith. All of us are here, tucked into the corner of Strange Days Brewing, fresh off of a three to nothing. That's all it was, right? It feels like it was more than that. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, just three. Just a three just. to nothing loss to the, the Seattle Sounders, at Seattle Sounders. Um, guys, this was good. What did you think of our, our first Blue Testament event? Uh, I think it could have been promoted better, uh, Cody. <laughs> I, for once, agree with you. Ouch. <laughs> Only once. Why is it on me? Why is it on me to promote it? I believe I asked you last weekend, are you going to write an article about this? And you said, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I said, I said, you know, I, I could do that. That's probably a good idea. Hey, nonetheless, we got some people out here. I think uh, the owner or the bartender said that we drew some people in. I got to meet a Brandon. I got to meet a... Uh, Let's see. The Sal, Sal, Sal. Right? Got to meet Sal. We, to we meet, met uh, real-life people that listen to this show. Exactly. So we know they exist. You got to exactly. meet Brandon? Yeah. Cool. I think you met a Drew and another Cody. Yes, I mean, we, maybe we, we did. trade to a trade. With, uh, no, just, I, like, just I like our Cody. <laughs> I like <laughs> our Cody. Of course you do. So do I. But yes, our, our first event was good. We got to. I actually met some fellow Blue Testament people for the first time in person. We got to meet Stacy for the first time and uh, and Nate. Nathan. 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 Nice to meet There's you. There's already a Nate associated with Sporting Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Oh yeah, it was a good day. Uh, everything except for the game. Yeah, that wasn't so great. We Sporting Kansas City ran into a team that was just clearly better. It's not. That is what is different this year. Is genuinely, I feel like I'm watching other teams that are better than us, and that is not something that normally happens. Normally, it's something just went wrong in this game, or you know, the referee did something. We have something to hold on to, and that's why Sporting Casey loses. But they they lose this year because other teams are better. Okay, so do we think that's because individually, player by player, the teams are better, or is it a team unit thing? They play better as a unit. What do you guys think it is? Man, I don't know. Well, in this game, it's that Seattle is player by player better than we are, and it's really not that close. 
So who that who that terrible voice that we just let on this podcast is is David is actually David Greenwald. He was lawyering. He was lawyering all week. He has no voice. And I believe he said he wore his voice out screaming every time Sporting scored Wednesday. So. Had a yeah. lot of reasons to scream Wednesday. Yeah, remember when Sporting was good? We thought they were good for like a, a couple days there. <laughs> Playing a third division team, though. Yeah. yeah. And I think that three games in seven days, I mean, it's an excuse, but at the same time, it is three games in seven yeah. days. Yeah, Seattle didn't play midweek because they got eliminated from the Open Cup. So <laughs> yeah, that's what go. we're holding on to. Yeah. We got our shot in. Two wins Seattle. away. <laughs> but hey, going back to the thought, um, you know, I agree with David. But I also think they're playing a 4-2-3-1, which floods the mid- midfield with five guys. We've got three in there. We supposedly lined up in a 4-1-4-1, according to MLSsoccer.com. But they, it seemed every time we were on the ball, they had multiple people around us. Every time that uh, they were on the ball, they had multiple coordinating runs, you know, working together as a team better than we seemed to be. That was my take, really, the biggest take that I had from the game. Yeah, that's fair. And... While it does feel like the team got dominated, I still was, you know, two headers like that. Any team can score headers like that. Very good balls right on the top of the head. I know the broadcast was, like, looking for people to blame and, you know, uh, uh, someone maybe in, in no man's land or not guarding the right. But those were just two ball, two whipped-in balls that landed right on the head of a teammate. That just happens in this sport. But then at the same time, it... It feels right. Like, it, all those goals feel deserved, and it feels like we lost this game 3 to nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, Fonta's vertical leap is probably, what, 6, 8 inches maybe? I don't know. But He's not I, great. <laughs> I, I will say that I think uh, this proved to us that Courtney Ford is needed in this back line and missed, and he's so good at clearing those balls with his head. And But so, which, who does he replace? Which center back was the issue then today? I, I don't know. I mean, both of them didn't have great games, but right. I, I think the pairing you probably go with if you're playing the veteran guys is if you put in Izzy, 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 Izzy and uh, Ford. Fontes is on the last year of his deal, makes over a million bucks. We've seen this thing before with Spanish guys making over a million bucks on the last year of their deal. Probably gone, right? Like. I don't know, guys. I, I'm I'm I, still the font. I'll die on I know the hill he's your of Fontes. Yeah. To like, I did see. I was keeping track of Izzy today because at the start there were a couple like moments where I'm like, yes, it's Izzy. It's Izzy's fault. It's uh, Fontes is the good guy here. <laughs> but then no, Izzy had a good had a few good moments. But no, I there's still just something. I don't even. I'm not even basing this on like actual you know information or something. But I. I feel more comfortable with Fontas. Someone listening to this can tell me that I'm an idiot because I know he has made mistakes, but there's just, it's a mental thing for me. I don't know why. I feel more comfortable with Fontas out there. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and look a little bit more to see really who's at fault on each one of those, but I was not unhappy with Fontas today. He wasn't perfect, but neither was Izzy. And again, I kind of agree with Chad. I'd like to see Courtney out there. I'm sure he's just, he's still uh in protocols for concussion or whatever. But yeah, cool. if he was out there, hopefully. Courtney was needed. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't think it was that, like, Fontas was worse than Izzy because I think Izzy had kind of a bad game. Like, the, the fourth goal that didn't happen that Tim Ilya made, I don't know, a dozen yeah. saves in a row. Yeah. That was Izzy giving away a ball in the midfield. Like, exactly. when, what are you doing? He's, like, slow playing, tried to play a cute little flick, and then he lost it. It's like he didn't know he was there. 
it was not a great play. And I think David said to me that uh, this he didn't track his runner. He's ball watching. Dibs losing his voice. I'm speaking on his behalf here. Uh, that he wasn't tracking well Good, on the because first he goal. sounds horrible. And uh, also, David wants me to read for him that David thinks Cody is an idiot. Fonsis is part of the back line <laughs> and has given up 32 goals in 16 games. Shambolic at this point. Play of a loader over Fonte. Wow. Wow. He wrote shambolic. He had big words and everything, but didn't want to deliver the actual take. You don't get credit for that. Um, I, that's, but that's what I was going to say. I understand that that's the thing with Fontes is he's apparently the one that makes mistakes. But I did see many, some just bad mistakes, those individual isolated moments that Issy did as well. You know, to, to take the thing away from the center backs for a second, um, I was thinking about this before the game. I think about it a lot. Sporting's down two designated players. I, I don't know if you all have heard. We're missing two designated players. I believe I have heard that. Uh, so Rui Diaz was out. So Seattle was down one designated player. They still had two of theirs out there. But then Rui Diaz's backup was Will Bruin, and he scored that first goal. Uh, as soon as that happened, this guy, I want to give him credit, Joel Enderly tweeted at me, and he said, Seattle scored uh, with their number nine. I didn't know that was allowed. Someone check the rules. <laughs> no, that, that tweet speaks to me. Like, that does make sense. It just, that, that went in, and it was like, oh, they have a striker that you can just cross the ball, and he heads the ball in. Oh, what would that be like? Yeah. It just seems, that just seems so foreign. Okay, go ahead, Fred. Oh, I, I was just, another observation that I had was I really felt like the first half, the sport, sporting was really in the game, even going into the second half a little bit. They just needed one more player that could do something. And it really felt like it was actually the midfield. If they would have had a Kenda, if they would have had a Duke or Hernandez just one level up, something. I mean, I'm, I'm not A number Hernandez. 10. They needed our number 10. Yeah. So it just needed some one more thing in the midfield, and it would have. Uh, I think they would have had a, a number more, a number more, a number of more opportunities. I couldn't say that right, but I think it would have. We would have had a goal or two in there, and it would have been a much closer game. Well, yeah, but let's go back to also what Chad said. Uh, Jop Paulo and Rui Diaz are more or less DP players, both of them. But Paulo's not a DP anymore. I know he's not. I don't care about destination. I care okay. about talent. Yeah. But uh, midfield, um, yeah, I mean, how much can we pick on our center backs when our midfield, okay, did we ever see? Oh, Hernandez, great defensive play. Duke, great defensive play. They're really coordinated, and they're working together and shutting off you know, Seattle's midfield. I didn't see that. Never together. <laughs> Say what? Never them together. Yeah. Maybe one at a time. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I understand this mentality, but where do we three to nothing? If if we're if we're not talking about the center backs, who where what's the problem here? The midfield? <laughs> I think it's but, a combination, right? Like if you if you break down each one of these goals, like the first goal where they're coming in, Duke doesn't track back very hard, and Dembe's two on one in the corner over there. Fontes doesn't step out and help out. Uh, he doesn't track his runner. There's blame to go around. It's a yeah. team effort when you give up these goals, and I think from the first goal on, it was a team effort. The third goal, Fontes and Izzy both are chasing, uh, was Jordan Morris, I believe, yeah. and they, they didn't get to him. They didn't pressure him, and then he passes just a square ball across that's a tap-in. Like, they, they get some blame on goal three for sure, but there's blame to go around on all this stuff, and I don't disagree with Robert. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, David would like me to say, Zussi doesn't close out uh, Nuhu on the second goal. That's his take. It's in bold. And Pierre had trouble in the third goal as well. That's true. Pierre had gotten, he had gotten behind Pierre yeah, on that right. play. Morris, that's his guy, his yeah. guy probably. David, if you want to make a take, you have to deliver it in your horrible voice. <laughs> he has a job rule. to do come Monday. 
he, he did tell me a moment ago on his typing machine here that he feels like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that does I make sense. I don't see the resemblance. Yeah, me neither. Not as smart either. You're not saying his insightful things. Okay. He, he's typing up a rebuttal. I'll, I'll let you know when he gets it typed up. He's frantically, <laughs> just, just, just frantically typing away over there. Okay, so is there, what can we talk about that was good from this game? Or should we keep talking about how, these, how four, three goals happen from our back line? <laughs> Ball we, movement and part of the, are we supposed of the to talk about, good. Are we supposed to talk about Zussi because that, that's what David wanted to talk about? You want to focus your hatred on Zussi? I think Zussi was mostly fine. I would have to go back and watch that second goal to see his lack of a close down. I do think New who gets the ball in, but like he's fine. He's not at fault on the first or the third for sure. Thad had something to say about ball movement, I believe. Well, I, I thought the first half the ball movement was pretty good. Um, but just uh, going back to uh, Vermees's press conference, he very much called out the two header goals as that's something that Seattle's really good at and they should have been better at. People should have done a little bit better at, but that's something that Seattle's really good at, and they just weren't able to stop that. And I hate to give credit to Seattle, but obviously, Wednesday night, we played to our strengths. We played wings, you know, Russell, Shallowy, played those guys 1v1 as much as we could. Well, you notice, every time Shallowy got the ball, again, there were two or three guys there. They know his move of pull back and look to hit that right bender, right-footed bender to the back post. They were ready for it. So they were very dumb. They were very yeah. ready for Shallowy. It was yeah. it was clear it was clear when he had the ball that it was like that, that they were re- that they knew something was happening. And the same for Russell. They were shutting down both wings because that's the only scoring the Sporting has right now. I mean, go ahead. I mean, you can love or hate Kyrie, but you're not going to count on him to score a lot of goals. You're not going to count on Felipe to score a lot of goals unless it's Omaha. You know, so it's it's they don't have a lot of scoring other than two wingers. And if you can shut them down, you can basically say. Do what you want. And that moment where Fontes was in the box, it was like, okay, I'm not usually here. What am I supposed to do? And then he finally decided to shoot after hesitating, and it was blocked. So Yeah, <laughs> that Fontes play was so weird because he was in the box. Izzy was in the box, too. And then I was like, wait, who's playing defense right now? But luckily, Remy had fallen back, and both fullbacks were back there. I was having a, like, panic attack because I couldn't see what was, you know, beyond the frame. What? You thought they were going to play defense? <laughs> I mean, they were down, what, 2 or 3 nothing at that point. Right. Uh, I will say, to the point of the wingers being shut down, Russell said in his post-game press conference that they just didn't give them any space. They right. knew what they wanted to do, and yep. they are the threats to score goals. It's those two, and, like, obviously a few other guys have a goal here or there, but those are your guys you shut down. You take them out of the game, and where's it coming from? Well, where is it coming from? It will soon be two new players. We have yet to have a podcast to talk about two that is a two official signings. They're not here yet, but they are official. They, they are, are official. They are yes. Official signings. They have been announced, but they can't arrive until the seventh. No, they can arrive, but oh. they're uh, they're waiting on visas, but they cannot be officially signed until the seventh. That's the transfer window. Yeah, it's kind of like preseason. They can be around. They can train with the team. All that stuff can happen. They just can't be in a game until so, after so July seventh. So just a couple 7th. weeks, they can work on getting their visas straightened out, hopefully. First possible arrive. games, the 13th, they can play, possibly, right? I think there's a game on the 9th, maybe. I'd yeah, have to look it, it up. Okay. I want to say there's one before the 13th. Okay. But. Uh, David would like to add, 
to Cody. We talked about them last podcast. Cody doesn't read the Blue Testament or listen. I'm tired of this. <laughs> it's a shades of blue. I'm tired of this. David needs to leave this podcast. I don't like this anymore. Oh, he also would like to add, he thought Felipe looked pretty good overall. He was active all over the field and one of the few bright spots. I would agree with that. I, I was thinking about this with the Eric Tommy signing. They're talking about him being an attacking midfielder, playing in the middle of the field. You don't take Felipe Hernandez off for that guy, in my opinion. We, we don't even know what that guy can do. But, like, him next to Hernandez, Voltaire at the six, I'm open to that. I don't know. We'll see. I don't even know if Tommy can play in the midfield. But according to reporting by Daniel Sperry, sources inside of Sporting KC see him as a potential attacking midfielder. Well, sources outside of Sporting say that, too, because we yeah. can hear it on a Peter press conference where he said he saw him there, either of the tens and either of the wings. But... Oh, I haven't listened to all the press conferences. I have a real job. Sometimes I can't go to those. Hey, the striker, though, looks like he looks exciting, like an exciting player. He's physically strong, uh, quick. So I'm, I'm excited to see Hold him on, play. hold on, hold on. The striker. Yeah, how do you say his name? I was going to say, you said that very much like you don't know this William person. Agata. Agata. Okay, well, is it again? Say it again. Say it again. I had your mic down. Say it again. William Agata. Okay. I speak for David anyways, it's fine. I wanted his bad voice to be like, but... Chad the Lorax. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, listeners, uh, apologies for the sound. I'm doing my best over here, hosting and production at the same time, getting their, their microphone levels right with the background. It's difficult, but the ambiance, it works, right? That's what we're here for. Absolutely. All right, what are we missing from this game so far? How about Milia's three saves on that one play? Yeah, we haven't talked a lot about Milia this year, who, by the numbers, is having a down year. Do we not even want to wade into these waters? Are we all afraid to talk bad about Milia? No, I mean, I think what is the expression? Father time is undefeated, right? Like, I don't think he's been as good, but I, I'm going off my gut more than that beautiful chart that our boy Mike Kuhn put out there that he was like what next to last in the league and expected goals versus goal to, goals allowed yeah. um, but lately I feel like he's been a lot better I wouldn't blame him for any of the three goals that went in today he kind of charges out on the third goal but his center backs had failed him so he's you know at some point you got to do something yeah no blame for Milia but one thing that I would say that feels different about this year is I think our defense has been bailed out a lot in in his reign of this team and, like, legitimately bad defenses with leaky holes have been covered up by just, you know, heroics, uh, statistical anomalies of Melia making saves. And now he's just, like, a, a real human. He's just, like, a normal goalkeeper this year. And I think he's still making those saves. Like, if you look, there's times where there's breakaways and he comes out and shuts it down. When, when they're up 2-1 uh, on Nashville, I thought for sure they were going to get a, a second goal there on one or two of those plays, and he came out and made a save. So... I think at the beginning of the year, he looked superhuman. Like, oh, superhuman. That's, he looked as like a human. Like, he was just like a regular guy. He's just yeah. making mistakes. Tree-like, if you will, Cody. Uh, but I think he has Very un-superhuman. Yeah, I, yeah I, I meant it in a weird way. I right. said it in a very poor way. <laughs> exactly human. Yes, exactly <laughs> human. Like an uber, regular, old human. I think each year he's, uh, he's had periods where he wasn't superhuman. And each year that period has gotten a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And we're just seeing that stretch was longer this year than last year. And he might be rounding back into form along with the team, hopefully. 
Yes, Izzy had a giveaway that he bailed out today. That was one goal that was not scored because of Amelia Heroics again. So he, I, he had I that agree. three goal or three save spot there. I mean, that could have only oh, been yeah. one potential goal, but yeah, he did have a triple save today. I'm gonna give yeah. him credit for that. No tree does that. Nope. Yeah. I give credit where credit's due, you guys. I can't remember where I read it or heard it or saw it, but they were saying how uh, Tamilia's never been great at catching the ball. If you think back to the Nashville game, he, he gives up a deflection in the middle of the box, and that's when they score their one goal. Uh, but that he, in the past, his reflexes are so quick that he does make those double saves because he'll catch them and then he'll make the second. And maybe this year he's not quite making as many of those second saves after he saves the first one but doesn't hold on to it. So something to watch. I think the uh, him catching has also been in that span of of when he's good or bad. I mean, when he's good, he catches them more or redirects them better. When he's in that span where he's not doing as well, he, he spills them in front a lot more. While we're on the sub, while we're on the subject here of Tamelia Thad, I, I believe you had a hot take during the game. Would you like to share that with the Shades of Blue listeners? No. no? Can I share it? No. <laughs> okay. I told you then it was just between you and me. Wait, I want to know. Good what? job. He, Good job, Chad. You he, called him out on he air. Told, like that. He told David right after he told just me. So. Okay. We'll talk later. I okay. want to know this. I want to know this. Just, just so our listeners know, we have vast amounts of information that we don't pass along to you. Vast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think Thad does. I think Thad knows a lot, and he just doesn't even tell us. Like, I don't even get to know some of it. I don't trust you, Cody. <laughs> You probably shouldn't. There's a microphone in front of me and a beer also in front of me, so that's probably a good decision you didn't this tell me. This was not an information thing. This was more of a joke thing. So, Well, you're right to not trust me with a microphone in front of my face. So did anyone think um, why sub on Johnice and Espinosa at the 85th minute? A little bit. I, 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 I kind of just think it's about tired legs. Three games in seven days, the game's over, like it's not gonna hurt anything. Russell's on a yellow or a yellow card accumulation. If he picks up one more, he gets suspended. Actually, Russell gave me some pretty good quotes in the post-game press conference. I asked him about his yellows. He said, and this was an exact quote because I couldn't quite get it. He said, uh, maybe only one of his yellow cards was deserved. This is an exact quote. I've never missed a game in my career because of yellow card accumulation. I don't know what it is this year. And he was basically just saying like, garbage refereeing without him using those words. Basically. So my question really was, why not earlier? Yeah, that's the real question. Yeah. Oh, I, I've got no defense for that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Johnny should have come in before the third goal was given up. I know, I know that Peter has potential questions about things he can do or not do or does better or doesn't do better, but it is a third game in six, seven days, whatever it is. Tired legs, on turf. Put the younger guy out there. Let him do some running. So was that corner that uh, he got the shot off on right away, was that planned, do you think, or was that an accident? I think it just fell to him. Like, it was so? just kind of like a, didn't somebody try to clear it and it didn't quite go out and he blasted it? Was he the one shot on goal in the game? I was trying to look it up really fast. There was only one, I believe. <laughs> so depressing. One shot on goal? Yes, that is correct. Does that count the Kyrie? Then that's not even the Kyrie one that hit the post because he was off sides, right? Right, because that, that one didn't count slash the post is not on goal. Kyrie can't even score goals that don't count. Oh, God. One, one shot on goal. One shot on goal yep. says that. Uh, shots 15 to 9 on goal, 8 to 1. 
And uh, I saw a really good comment. I apologize. I can't give credit because I don't remember who said it in the comments of the Blue Testament about Kyrie only scores fourth goals in the U.S. Open Cup. He scored the fourth goal against Dallas and the fourth goal against Omaha. So just got to get three in and then he's all over it. Unstoppable with the three goal lead. Okay, guys. What are we forgetting from this match? What's the next match? We didn't. Well, we didn't really talk about Open Cup glory. Sacramento Republic. We're going to Sacramento. I looked up flights. I have a friend there. I was very excited to go, and flights are just ridiculous in this country right now. They are. So I'm gonna stay right here. But if it's in, if we if we beat them and then make the final, I might uh, I might make the drive to Nashville if that's where it is. I would like to see Nashville. Yeah. I, I, I recommend you go. I would carpool to Nashville with you. Okay. Are we doing our own uh, Blue Testament road run? Is that what's happening right now? That, We're setting I, it up? I think uh, content is being made on the fly right now. Think we can schedule a pod in Nashville? Maybe. Are we being a little too presumptive that Nashville will win twice and Sporting will win once in between now and what we're saying? It'll be Red Bull Sporting at Children's Mercy Park. That's my call. Okay, yeah. If, if Red Bulls advance and, and Sporting advances, we, uh, right. Sporting does host. It's singular, though. You said Red Bulls. Whatever. We say the Red Bull around here. <laughs> my apologies. I think that's what MLS I, I, I is I put S because they own so many teams. So Right, so. plural. I just like saying the Red Bull because it sounds ridiculous, and I think that's what they want it to be. They do own a lot of teams. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I do have one thing to say, if you will allow me, Mr. Cody Bradley. Let's, let's hear it. You know, with all the stuff going on in the world, we've got uh, developments yesterday, we've got Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera, no matter your views on things. Oh, we're getting deep. But okay. uh, I am thankful to have moments like this, to have a community that we have that, you know, for necessary distraction. And uh, it's good for that, but it's also good for if, hey, if some guys are sitting around strange uh, days brewing and they end up talking about bigger issues and that, you know, makes a, a discussion happen, that's good too. But I'm just glad to have the, the community and this kind of time available. That's the beauty of sports, right? A little, a little bit of an escape, I think. Away from the escape, uh, I just have to correct you. It's NewYorkRedBulls.com, so I assume they know the name of their own team. <laughs> what? What am I referencing then? I swear to God. Maybe, they call, I thought it was maybe an inside joke that you had league, going. I think the league calls them the Red Bull. It's New York Red Bull. I now, swear like, to their God. Logo, their logo just has Red Bull on it, yeah, but the their company. website is NewYorkRedBulls.com. Okay, well, the, their Red digital Bulls team. The drink. Their yeah. digital team doesn't well, just know like shit. sporting and sportings, right? Sportings, yeah, the sportings. <laughs> that is not the same thing. Uh, and I was not serious in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> All right. Oh, David's passing out. Oh, wait, he's, wait, just, wait, wait. he's just listing other Red Bull team names. Uh, well, Red Bull Leipzig and Red Bull Salzburg. Oh, that's not plural. It's not plural. That's what he's trying to get at. Okay. So when it's Red Bull New York, that's how you say it. But when you say the New York Red Bulls, which is their website, uh, then yeah. I do put RBNY whenever I type them into a story. So they, they're trying to have it both ways. Yeah. It's like when you have a mascot, they're S's. And when you just have the, the company name, it's not. So. I don't like this at all. Royals, they're not the, the Kansas City Royal. I mean, they're the Kansas City Royals. So when it's the Red Bulls, New York City Red Bulls. How does that jive with Stanford University? I don't even know where that's at. I don't care. That's the, in California. There's a Cardinals. Cardinal. <laughs> Singular. Cardinal. Is that? You just taught me St. something. St. Louis today. Cardinals. Stanford, Stanford is just Cardinal? Yes. 
That sucks. You know what their mascot is, Cody? A Christmas tree. Yep. Yeah, I just figured, you know. That's why I circle. was like, you brought up Safer. I'm like, Christmas tree. What does that have to do with it? There are, like, specific naming rules in the Bundesliga and the Austrian Bundesliga that allow them to be Red Bull Leipzig or, or Red Bull Salzburg, and then they're not allowed to be Red Bull Leipzig in the Bundesliga. The Germans don't allow that. So they are technically... Rasenball Sport right. Leipzig, right. which is I think translates to lawn ball sport. My German's not very good. Well, that's good. I'm glad you. I've always wondered what that Rasenball. I'm glad you said you taught me something today through your horrible voice. So you you showed me your value today. Thank you, David. You made you made your salary today on the Blue Testament. And their German club is all. Or I'm sorry, German Brazilian club is Red Bull Bragantino. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but just bull, no s. Just so you know. Uh huh. Okay. There's a Ghanaian Red Bull team I'm hearing. I don't know if this is accurate. David's saying it off my list. And there's Red Bull, all kinds of other weird sports. All right. Well, look at that. We 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 Air talk. racing. This is a Red Bull podcast. Now. We That's what we're doing. They're having a pretty no, good year. This is a Botswana podcast. <laughs> we talked soccer and we taught some people things. That's good. It's a successful podcast. Okay. We went back to the Open Cup because we didn't really discuss that. But we also didn't discuss other great news from last week. The World Cup. Uh, Casey Curran opening their their training facility. That was all good Kansas City stuff, man. That is all very good Casey stuff. I didn't want to just rehash old news. But the World Cup's coming here. That's cool, yeah? Didn't you <laughs> love no Colorado's reaction to that, too? They were not happy. What? You put it in Kansas City but not Denver? Oh, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. I don't know about called the Colorado, but the announcer, the television broadcaster for F- uh, uh, Nashville SC, that just embarrassed himself for three days straight on Twitter. Did you guys see I this? Did, I did see this I thread. Oh my and he gosh! Was coming at people with obscure stats and I all have, this stuff. I have never seen someone get beaten so badly on Twitter than than this the actual television official broadcaster for Nashville. That Chad, Ch- I don't, Chad is not one to mess with. Not Chad Smith here. Uh, Chad, Reynolds at Chad Reynolds at Chad from KC is not someone to mess with on Twitter. And this guy just didn't give up. He had been embarrassed four times and then woke up the next day and was like, I'm going to poke Sporting Kansas City Twitter again. Yeah, people were pretty bitter. Um, I have a quote here from Robin Frazier. Quote, it's actually mind-boggling to me that Kansas City was chosen over Denver. He's just trying to ingratiate himself to the 12 people that come out and watch Rapids games. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which might be part Rapid? of the problem I don't know. Anyway. as to why, you know, they didn't get the games. Nobody supports their soccer team. There's a lot of good reasons Kansas City got the game, Very good got the bid. Colorado doesn't have as much stuff as Kansas City does. They also have the plague, so uh, that's another thing. <laughs> Nashville is just too new into everything. Um, they, Yes, they have some nice stuff, but they don't have all the ownership that it was behind the Kansas City one also. And if you go back and look through some of the quotes that I did put out there, Jake Reed was talking about how every time they talked to the bid committee, they were like, you guys are the most enthusiastic ones out there. And, you know, we know you're, we know you want it. We know you want it. We know you want it. And that goes a long way to getting something because they know Kansas City will do what needs to happen. So uh, I, I do remember, like, Nashville a while, you know, when they were trying to get their stadium deal built, the stadium built the deal with it. It was all like agreed to, but then like a new mayor came in and like canceled it or something. So I think you know you see stuff like that history 
and you see how Kansas City has come together and built things, and uh, you know we support across two states and all this stuff. I think that goes a long way. I love, off. I love looking at that map, the, the map of all the cities chosen, and we're just that oasis in the middle of the country. And I just, I am very proud of this city. I, I, I thank everyone that was a part of that bid. And it was very clear that we, our bid was just significantly better than everyone else. And I was talking to somebody, and again, I can't out who they are, but they're not with sporting. But uh, they would be somebody who would be very knowledgeable of a, a lot of what's going on. And they predicted we could have five teams base camped in Kansas City. Wow. They, they're not guaranteeing it. I mean, it could be three, it could be four, but he's, he's saying it was up to five that we could have here. He thought it would go to five because of the facilities that we have here and being centrally located and all that type of stuff. Uh, so that made me really optimistic on that side of it too. We don't know how many games that will be hosted here. It should be two or three, probably. Um, I'm thinking three, but um, I don't think they'll get more than that. But I think we could have at least three teams based camped here and at least probably four, maybe five. You got to think St. Louis would get a base team too with their new facilities that would be there too. So it's an exhilarating good they for in them. The bid, though. Do they have to be to get a base team to team to base their uh, training there? That was some of the question that I was talking to this guy about. Yeah. And because I, I mentioned like the Casey Current uh, new training center, he goes, "They won't get a base camp there because they weren't in the original bid." And I'm like, huh. "Their owners are worth 17 billion dollars. Maybe they will." He goes, "Yeah, that's a point." That seems weird that a city would have to have made a bid to be a host city or to, to host a team. I mean, base camp, yeah. I think there was something like, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, it was like 144 base camp sites submitted, and they will need like 120 Because teams will move at different times. And there also be, will also will be teams that come here that won't be in the World Cup. Right. So, like, right. teams that just missed out on it, they'll come here. Uh, and it was also a good, interesting conversation because, like, oh, yeah, the city will lose money, and they will. They'll lose money in uh, having to get transportation and security and a lot of this other stuff. But talking about how if you get, like, a big team here, like in Argentina or in England or something like that, like, there might be 35,000 fans here with tickets but there might be another 60,000 here that just want to experience the games up close. They might go see, they might be able to see a warm-up game. They might be able to see part of a practice. They might be able to see, get some autographs. And you might have 100,000 people in the city just for that one team. Yeah, I guess, That's where the money's I guess, I guess depending on the teams that would choose to base here. I right, guess I'm pretty sure Botswana doesn't Botswana travel If Botswana well. comes here, then I don't think the fans are going to be crowding. But there should be one at least big team. I mean, you would think out right. of the groups. Argentina. It's going to be Argentina. Messi, Messi to Casey. It's my dream. Okay. Are we good here, gentlemen? Uh, d speaking of Messi, they were talking about him coming to Inter-Miami, but did you see who signed with LAFC, supposedly? Oh, actually, we saw his tweet. He is official. Yes, news, news today. Gareth Bale to LAFC. What do we Gareth think of that? As a TAM player, by the way, TAM. Targeted allocation money. Less than $1.6125 million. I don't know. It sounds shady. It sounds downright Inter-Miami-like. Zlatan-like. Yeah, but that's a, you can prorate the first. Because if they come in the middle of the season, you can prorate that, then they get bumped up. 
So he could come in as a TAM player and then get bumped up to a DP next year. Yeah, they're saying it's like a Zlatan situation, like when he came into the Galaxy. But I just feel like MLS is intentionally opaque so that they can do things like this. Because, you know, of course, why wouldn't you want Zlatan? Why wouldn't you want Gareth Bale to come over there? Uh, so, yeah, he is a free transfer. That is true. David is telling me to read. He's on a free. But fee or not, his David, salary is going to be David, you're about to get kicked out of here. Get out of here with your notes. I don't like this anymore. He just needs a place to play, so he stays relevant for Wales. And he might only be here for, I don't know what his signed contract is, but I don't know how much he will care about playing after this year. I believe it's just through the end of the year with, like, an option for another year or 18 months or something like that. I I would not be at all surprised if he is gone after this year. He just stays relevant, stays someplace he can be playing up through the World Cup for Wales. What do you think uh, the odds are that an American player tries to hurt him to lessen Wells' chance of the World Cup at the end of the year? I hope that doesn't happen, but I hope he does get hurt. Can we get a GoFundMe for Felipe? (laughs) (laughs) We don't root for players to get hurt on the show. I do not endorse what Robert (laughs) just said there. We should find, Robert, that should be a fine for hoping players get hurt. I'm not saying that I want him to get hurt. I'm just saying that maybe somebody would be motivated, be like, hey, Greg, call me in. Look what I did. I just increased your odds. <laughs> All right, guys. This was a, uh, a good day. Was hopefully, it? Hopefully we can do this again. I, yes, I don't care about the 3 nothing loss. We'll be fine. I wasn't expecting I to beat Seattle today anyway. Yeah. We'll Did get you, speakers working next time. Yeah, didn't get them through the speakers think we're missing a chord, but we'll figure it out. We're getting things better. We're taking our, our audience along with the ride with us here. So, uh, yeah, guys, thank you for coming. Thank you for everyone that showed up today. Sorry about the results, but, uh, yeah, I think we're going to try to do this again. And sorry about our lack of notice. I'll just take the initiative next time and crank out that 150-word article that it took to yeah. let you know that it was happening here. Yeah, Chad's fault we didn't promote it enough. Oh, clearly, yes. <laughs> hey, Chad, it's all your fault. That's fine. I'll take the blame, even though it's absolutely not. I got the Slack messages to prove it. All right, guys. Any final thoughts here? Thad, you want to say something prophetic for a live on location episode? I felt good about this. Well, that is not prophetic. That's not prophetic. Anyway, go sporting. You're pathetic. Don't seem so tough. And three on goals ain't all that rough. Our skipper has just been sent off. Some putters strong and all come soft. My fun fun tings got me drinking. My fun fun tings got me drinking. My fun fun tings got me drinking. Anything to shake this foot I'm in My foot buttings got me drinking My foot buttings got me drinking My foot buttings got me drinking